How aware are you? You're probably aware that mammograms are a great way to detect breast cancer and that regular, moderate walking can be good for heart health. But are you aware that the fifth most common cancer in the United States is uterine cancer? And that the average age at diagnosis is 60? Well, I definitely wasn't when I was diagnosed with endometrial cancer at the age of 32. And that's exactly what inspired this podcast. We are Mary and Alex, a mother-daughter duo engaged in multi-generational dialogue surrounding subjects related to gynecologic cancer, women's health care, and various other topics that impact our daily lives. We are Down There Aware. Welcome back to another episode of Down There Aware. Um, as you're aware, I'm Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mary, Alex's mama. <laughs> and, you know, today we um, figured that we would share a little bit and have a discussion about changes and kind of meeting yourself where you are and accepting and it, accepting it and, and evaluating where you are, because as we age, as we go through different medical issues or accidents or injuries or whatever or life-changing life diagnoses changes. yeah all kinds of stuff or even just normal aging processes um you know things change and you're not who you were um and so you have to kind of adapt and accept that yeah i think that's a good thing to discuss it's a good thing to think about but talking about it i think moves you forward I think for me, this topic came about because of my recent experiences and how I have had to adapt my life. Um, a quick summary, a month or two ago, um, I had a flare up of a pretty bad back injury and it's caused a lot of issues in my extremities due to some nerve compression. And I'm still waiting on doctors and tests and scans and all that stuff. And we don't really have any definitive answers yet. So in the meantime, I'm just kind of maintaining the status quo, being as careful as I can be. Um, and part of that is wearing a boot. <laughs> and I hate the boot. Yeah, I don't think anybody loves the boot. And, you know, I... Um, I don't wear it 24 seven. I don't wear it everywhere I go. Um, I do wear it when I'm going to be walking for long periods of time or when I'm going to need to be, um, really cautious and, um, and things like that. But yeah, it's just not been fun, but I've accepted that at least for this point in my life at this time before things are fixed that, um, I can't walk well. And I, used to be someone who I walked all the time. Well, not only is the boot um, burdensome for you, but when you don't have the boot on, it's just as bad. It's just different. Yeah, it's just it, as bad in a different way. Right, right. Because um, the nerve compression is causing drop foot. Um, and so I'm having to constantly be aware of not tripping over myself, which... If you know me, I'm naturally a very <laughs> clumsy person. Like, I, if there is something to be bumped into, I have bumped into it with my shin, my toe, my shoulder. I mean, just the other day, I was carrying a box and didn't 
visually scope out the space I was walking through well enough, but I was walking at a pretty good clip for what I could do now. And the box corner like jammed into my arm and I, I still have a bruise on my arm. And it's like, anyway, I'm a klutz anyway. So now I have this issue where I have to be conscious of not tripping over myself. And sometimes I'm not really in control of that. And yeah, it gets to be a little scary. Well, I think you're less frustrated. I think you have begun to accept this is where you are right now, like it or not. And um, so you're working with it. I think at the beginning, you were not accepting it very oh, well. No, I was very much in denial that this was a change that was happening and that I had to accept it. And I still am holding out hope that this is temporary, that it can be fixed or greatly improved. Um, we'll see (laughs) if that's the case, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, as of right this moment, yes, I've accepted that this is what I have to do. I, I have to, make time to, for putting on the boot in the morning and I have to, you know, kind of adapt. I'm taking elevators one floor, whereas that's, that's not what I did normally. That's, you know, um, and I have a temporary handicap parking sticker, which I like feel like an imposter talk about imposter syndrome. Mm. I always feel like, are people looking at me that I'm parking here? And, um, you know, but it really is, um, it just becomes taxing. And and if anybody has been out there and um, had an adjustment to your gait, whether you had crutches or a sprained ankle or stubbed a toe. stubbed toe or a bad hip or something like you, your body compensates and then it starts hurting because it's using itself in a way that it's not supposed to. So even though my whole left leg is numb and has dropped foot and I can't use it, my right leg and hip are a adjusting for that. And my hip hurts all the time as a result of this. And so it's really been a kind of slow down. You can't do what you used to do. Um, and at first it was just frustrating, just incredibly frustrating. Um, but now, yeah, I think I've gotten pretty used to it, but not quite to the point where I'm okay with its permanence. If it is permanent. Yeah, we're we're really hoping to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that that time's coming quickly. Um, I think because of your lack of mobility and um, frustration, we did agree the other day that we needed to work on cleaning your house. Yeah. Well, you decided (laughs) you needed to work on cleaning your house and I knew you were not going to be able to do it by yourself. So we committed to two days of, actually, I think we thought we could do it in a day and we got to the end of that first day and knew we needed another day. But I, I think that experience just a few days ago sort of helped us, um, lean into this conversation because we both realized during that cleaning period. And I just, okay. I just have to interject here. My home was not filthy. My home was not to a place where there were bugs or anything like that. However, I will say it was very like 
cluttered would be a good description. And just normal dust, dusty. Well, yeah, that that kind of cleaning stuff. But the other thing was clutter because it was like, well, there's a box and. I'll put another box in there <laughs> and then I'll put another box in and, there and I'll have a bag of bags and I'm just going to put this bag in with these bags in this big bag. <laughs> and yeah, because it, I get it. It's a lot of effort to move. And so to go around putting things away, it, it's not been easy the last couple months. Yeah. And so things would just kind of land where they landed and unless they needed to be moved they just stay there. So, um, things and you know, that, um, compounds and over time it becomes unmanageable and you're like, okay, I need to do something. So we decided we needed to do something, but we were both very conscious of my, with my mobility, um, and then my heart condition, but also mom with her heart condition, the same one that I have. Um, you're welcome. (laughs) Thanks. Um, we knew not to push ourselves. We knew, and we pushed ourselves a little bit. Like we both, after the second day on that third day, we rested. Yeah. You know, we, we said, both- I'm doing nothing today. <laughs> Just nothing. We're not doing it. Um, seriously, I did not get out of my PJs that day, the th- day after the two days of cleaning. I just couldn't. I, <laughs> you just had to put your feet yeah. up. Well, but we also took breaks, you know, yeah. we would, kind of set goals of, okay, I'm going to work on this room or I'm going to work on this area or I'm going to do project this or- project. And, and then I, I'm going to sit down and take a break. And we, it's not like we sat down and watched a movie. We would sit down for a couple minutes, drink some, drink water. some water and then move up and, you know, move on to the next thing. So it, um, but five years ago, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have had to do that. No, and you wouldn't even have needed help. You'd yeah, have whipped I just through this house in a couple hours and it wouldn't have been a big deal. And so. I think my house probably wouldn't even have gotten to the state it was in. Exactly. Because I'm I'm not that kind of person. Um, you know, I generally take care of my things. Yeah. Um, so especially now that I'm an adult. Talk, don't talk to me about my childhood things. But um <laughs> but as an adult I've been pretty conscientious of the things, especially after I started buying all of my yeah. you know, owner things that I own and um and it wasn't just oh a hand me down or I got this from my parents or whatever. Um, you know, you want to take care of your things and make sure they look nice. And so it but I tell you, sitting here recording this episode in a house that looks different. It smells different. It feels different. It's just so, I don't know. I've slept better the last few nights. <laughs> I've just been really relaxed. Um, so I'm very, very grateful that my mama helped me, um, and recognize that like, I wasn't going to ask for help. <laughs> And so she really just said, like, she texted me while I was at work and she said, I'm going over to your house. I'll see you when you get home. And <laughs> I'm going to do what I can. Yeah, and when I got there, the laundry was going, the kitchen, the dishwasher was going. And we, you know, we got to work uh, that that evening. So um, very, very grateful for that. But you have to meet yourself where you're at. I was not at a place where I could do that by myself. It would have taken me a week, if not longer. Well, and you accepted it. You, you know, you accepted that, um, that's where you are right now. And somebody was willing to help. And so it worked. 
Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the point. Um, It is hard, even with just normal aging, to realize your limitations and you can't do things you used to do. And, And I think even more than you used to do these things, you still really want to do these things, but you can't. You just physically cannot do them. And um, you just somehow have to reach a place where you accept it. Or you have to figure out a way to adapt Mm -hmm. to do it differently. You know, so my dad mows his lawn and then he's very kind and mows my lawn as well. Um, He knows now at 70, he can't do both of those in the same day. And he, not even and one, not even the same week. Consecutive really, days. You yeah, know, he it, tries he, to alternate mm-hmm. weeks. Um, because when you're 70, it doesn't matter. <laughs> a lot of things come into play and you're aching and hurting. And, you know, the next day you just want to chill and you don't really want to do a lot. And um, and things take longer. I remember um, when we lived in Orlando, we had a pretty big yard mm-hmm. um, and dad would mow it in an hour or two. It was, it was pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and he was bagging it too. He wasn't mulching, mulching the grass. And so, um, but it takes him all day now. He takes a lot of breaks, which he needs to. And hydrates and, and hydrates, you know, just and, kind of chills and yeah. sits under a fan. And, um, cause yeah, as you age and even, you know, I'm 35, I'm not old. I, I understand that, but I am not what I was when I was 25. Right. Um, I mean, not only am I, have I aged 10 years, but I've had, uh, nine surgeries in that time frame. I think we counted nine. Um, so like my body's taken a beating. (laughs) So, you know, it's just, um, you can't just rely on what you've always done and how you've always done it. Well, and I think what you've also learned with, um, between your brain issues and your heart issues um, some of those things creep up on you or, or just hit you all of a sudden. Um, and you might have plans to do something. And if you get one of your pressure headaches, you, you have to change your plans. Yeah. Perfect example of that is, um, I was very fortunate to take a vacation to Italy a few years ago. And while we were there, we stayed, um, in Tuscany, which is kind of up in a mountainous, region. Um, and there was one day, it was like the third day we were there and I think it was the elevation or something. I could not go. Everybody went to Florence that day and I just could not get out of bed. I just had to stay in bed. And as much as it sucked to miss, you know, what they did in Florence, I, once I started feeling better, I met them and for dinner and when we had a nice evening. Um, but again, I just had to accept and kind of get over that FOMO, right? That fear of missing out. I just had to accept that my body can't do that right now. And if I try, how bad am I going to feel for tomorrow's activities or the next day or the day when we get up at 3am and then have to fly home and then I'm not going to sleep for 20 hours, you know, like you have to think ahead and kind of plan those things as best you can. Um, and be flexible. I really wanted to go on that part of our, our itinerary, but it didn't work out um, for me. And I just had to accept that. Well, and I think that's the the most important thing that you're able to accept it. That it is what it is. 
you can't do anything about it. You're doing all that you can do about it. And, you know, it happens and you have to just um, accept it and move forward. Change your plans um, or just accept that you're not going to be able to do that. So that's what you did in Italy. Yes. And, you know, for my best friend's uh, 30th birthday, and actually, as we're recording this, it's her 36th birthday today. <laughs> um, so six years ago, we took a trip to Disney. You know, we wanted to do a big Disney thing for her birthday. And we spent three days in the parks. Mm. And I mean, we got there when they opened and we left when they closed. Um, and then we would go to like downtown Disney. And we were busy for three days and we were on our feet for three days. And at the end of that weekend, I was miserable, um, but I got through it. I don't think I could do a day at Disney right now, mm. especially with my foot. But like, even that aside, I'm old. <laughs> it, it's too hot. I don't want to be around all those kids. Like, you know, <laughs> you have to really just kind of change and adapt to where you are in your life. You know, I think about Sadie and how easily adaptable she is she um she stays at our house sometimes when um alex, alex needs to vacuum because <laughs> <laughs> yes. sadie hates, she hates the vacuum. vacuum um well in those two days we cleaned she stayed at my house with her peppy um and then she comes back and I, she you know she just is so adaptable to whatever surrounding she's in especially if the people who love her are there and that's really all she cares about. So that's a great lesson we can learn from our fur babies that, um, you know, it, it's wise to adapt. Yeah. I mean, she rode in a car with me for 11 hours. Um, and no, 16 hours. It was quite a drive. I mean, we split it up into two days. And then we lived in Chicago for a month in an unfamiliar house. And I was her only person that she was familiar with. She came to love um, my friend who I was visiting very much and even more so than me. Um, but she also had to climb stairs every day to go in and mm. out to go to the bathroom. She's not used to that. She's not used <laughs> to that at all. And um, the yard at this house was chain link instead of wood. So she could see everything. The fence was the, chain What did I say? At the yard. <laughs> the, yeah, the yeah, fence. she walked on a chain link fence. <laughs> uh, the fence around the yard was chain link. Anyway, so she like had to adapt, you know, to that. And it was a whole new environment. And, um, but yeah, she's so flexible. And um, really, if she has a comfy place to lay down and, and we're both looking at her right yeah, now, <laughs> and if she can just be right next to, you know, one of the people she loves best, and there she is. And, and it's really, you know, we don't have to worry about her. We're going to see Paul McCartney, um, in concert, which we're very excited about. Yes. We got that for mom and dad's birthday this year. Um, and all four of us, we're going to go down. It's in Orlando. So we're going to go down get, pick up my brother, but we're going to leave Sadie at his house. Cause she'll just get on the couch and snooze chill. <laughs> and chill. Um, because she's familiar with that space. She, um, you know, she's not a destroyer. She doesn't get anxious, but mom's right. That's a really great life lesson because we all can get anxious about change yeah. and about having to adapt to a specific scenario or, or, uh, you know, issue that's going on in our lives. And, you know, as I look toward, the future with this injury, I hope that I can get back to normal. I hope that, um, you know, I, I 
consult with the surgeon uh, at the beginning of June and we um, will hopefully get some answers about if I need to have surgery, what kind of surgery it is, what the recovery is like. Um, what if the expected outcome is. Right. And if it's what I think it is, which with all the research and reading that I've done, um, it's a simple outpatient procedure that has great results. And most people don't even need physical therapy afterward, which would be incredible. Um, but I'm open to all things that are going to happen and just taking it one day at a time. Cause we, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. Well, and that's really remarkable. If that ends up being what the neurosurgeon says that you can have this simple outpatient procedure um, and that will fix this issue that has so greatly um, affected your life. Wow, won't that be an awesome fix if that's how it ends up? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really unbelievable that one small thing. I mean, literally, if you think about what is happening, a herniated disc is impinging a nerve. The disc is relatively small. The nerve is relatively small. The herniation, for a herniation, it's big, but in the scheme of the world, it's a teeny tiny little piece of something that escaped and it's causing a myriad of major issues. And then they're just going to go in and bloop, 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 fix it. Hopefully fingers crossed. That's what we're praying for. Um, but yeah, you know, adapting, meeting yourself where you are and being able to, um, accept because some change is permanent Mm -hmm. things that come along with age that's permanent. Well, and your cancer diagnosis led to some permanent Mm -hmm. changes. Yeah. And, um, I heard a statistic recently and I wish I could remember it off the top of my head. Um, but of all of the minority populations, the only one that anyone can join at any point in their life is disability. Hmm. Anyone can become disabled at any point in their life. And I think upwards of 80% of people with a disability did not, were not born with that. They acquired it at some point in their life through aging, disease, injury, etc. And so, um, you know, we need to be conscious and aware that we may not always have exactly what we had before. And we might need to make adaptations, um, for new situations, no matter what that is permanent or temporary. So we are so, um, thankful that we are able to bring you some more content. We are grateful for all of our listeners who continue to support us. Um, please follow us on all of our social media channels at down there where on everything you can think of and more. Uh, if you have, uh, episode ideas, or if you just want to get in touch and chat with us, our DMS are open and you can also email us at down there aware at gmail.com and head over to our website. We have some great content on there. You can still, I know it's been a little while, but you can still purchase a $5 ticket, um, that go, all of those proceeds go straight to, um, the conquering cancer campaign, but you can get that $5 ticket and your whole household can watch the amazing, documentary about conquering cancer and about eradicating cervical cancer from this planet. Eradicating. Eradicating. Yes. Completely eradicating. Amazing um, idea. 
which is really cool. And if you want to learn more about that, uh, topic and documentary and what the world health organization is doing. Um, go check out, we have an interview with the folks who made that documentary and one of the survivors, um, who's really championing, championing that, um, initiative. Uh, and so you can go to our website down there, and check that out and find tickets to that documentary because it really is incredible. And, um, we're so grateful that they reached out to us and we were able to be a part of that, uh, with them. Thanks for listening.